Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. Okay. Hello, everybody. Jono here from the Course Creator Community, and I am super excited because we've got an absolute rock star on the line this week speaking about uh, probably the most important topic as well, which is sales. Probably more specifically, we'll get into objection handling. Um, but when it comes to sales, my take is that sales is the most important thing. It's It had the most prolific um, difference on on my business, you know. Before I learned sales and, and phone sales, I was doing okay, you know, maybe thirty, forty thousand dollars a year, good sort of side thing. Then I learned phone sales and was able to to uh, increase my revenue to about three hundred thousand a year, and then six hundred thousand, then nine hundred thousand, all the way up to about a million dollars a year. And if I could put it down to one thing, it would be learning how to sell. And in my other business, Fitness Education Online, I spent about three years, just nine to five, sales, 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 right? So um, I'm pretty handy on that side of things. About a year ago, I interviewed this person and I'm like, this guy knows every trick in the book, you know, for someone that's myself that was just thousands, tens and thousands of hours on sales this guy is, I don't think there's anyone better in the world at it. So it's my privilege to to introduce this man. He helps business owners build a six to seven figure lifestyle business without sacrificing time, family, or money. He's a sales coach slash closer at the habit-based lifestyle. It's the one and only Mr. Justin Mark. Justin, how are you? I'm doing great, John. Oh, dude, thanks for having me on again. I'm really excited to shop, talk shop and sales with you today. No, I'm um, I'm excited too. Uh, and just to confirm, you prefer Justin Mark? Yeah, Mark is actually technically my middle name. And I was thinking about changing my last name a while back. And so I changed it, but that's kind of right when like my profile started picking up a lot of followers and speed. And so people kind of know me as that now. So I'm kind of, I'm stuck. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Cause I'm like, your Facebook's one, your Zoom's the other, you know, but Justin Mark is yeah. the best, right? Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Cool. And if you want to follow Justin, which I recommend, go and add him as a friend on Facebook, Justin Mark. I'll go and put the the link in the show notes there. Uh, Justin, I like to start all these podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got that? You know, when it comes to uh, selling, you kind of, the longer you can hang in there, the better, right? So I really like this quote by Babe Ruth, uh, which is that you just can't beat a person who never gives up. Mm. Yes. And Babe Ruth, he's the baseballer, right? For the non-American listeners. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For the the two American listeners that you have. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. All right. Cool. Well, Justin, I've been friends with you on Facebook, I'd say a couple of years now. So I've got a pretty good idea of what it is you do, what you're into. But if someone's listening to this and they're not, they're not currently connected with you, give us a bit of a bit, a bit of, let us know what it is you do and a bit of background as well. What is it you do and how'd you get into it? Yeah. So right now I actually, uh, the sales coaching portion and also build the sales team at habit-based lifestyle, uh, which is a company that where we help folks, basically we help business owners get 
10 to 15, uh, what we call them better than referral leads uh, every single week right off of their social media, like without ads or funnels or anything like that. Uh, Yeah. And a little bit of background. I've been in sales, you know, ever since I can remember, I'm actually kind of a geek. I fell into it, uh, which is actually a funny story. Uh, But ever since I got into sales, my next goal from that point was to get out of sales and get into management. (laughs) And so I did that and realized that management is not for me. So I got into, I went back to selling, but I missed the coaching aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's kind of when I fell into coaching and, and uh, it's been a, a you know five-year journey since then. And recently this year, partnered up with uh, Jesse because he was doing a lot of really good things with his program. And it would give me an opportunity to do more, more coaching, less like marketing and stuff like that. So uh, I'm in a really good place there and, and we're helping people uh, really change their their lives when it comes to like their coaching practice. Love it. Je- give Jesse a plug. Jesse, what's the surname? Uh, Jesse Ewell. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get into it, Justin. Let's, you've even got me curious there, better than referral leads. Like that's a good sales pitch, you know, I hear that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm interested. Maybe let's start there. We'll just spend a couple minutes. All right. How do we actually get these leads? And then we'll spend a couple minutes. Okay. How do we, you know, how do we sort of pre- uh, pre-frame the sales thing? And then we'll get to the, the objection. So Let's start there. Skip, give us a, a couple tips there, Justin. How do we get better than referral leads? Yeah. Well, the first thing is really understand what they are, right? So a referral, everybody loves referrals because you're borrowing social proof from the person who's referring them. And that's very strong, right? Because human social proof is one of the very one of the most strongest influences on our decisions because it's like, hey man, if that human over there is doing it, then I, I could probably do it too, right? But a better than referral lead is better than that because you already have the social proof plus they know you. Okay. So now you don't even have to get to know them. Not only do you have the social proof because they've been following your social media and they've seen how many people you can help and how many people you have helped and how you help them. And on top of that, they also know who you are already. So you don't have to build a relationship with them. There's already sort of a relationship there. So they're the easiest leads in the world to, to close on your service. Uh, you know, they don't have objections. They don't talk to you unless they have money. Um, and sometimes they have objections, but for the most part, and then when they join your stuff, they already are a part of your ecosystem. And so they do better with your program too, as opposed to cold leads, uh, you know, from ads or just from, from the random cold DMs. That's so good because you're combining the two best things, right? The two best leads, uh, referrals, obviously. Oh, this person worked with you, got good results. I'm interested. Or your friends already. Hey, I know this guy. I already trust him. You know, I know. Hey, even if he does, I know he doesn't completely suck at what he does. Or you know, at least I know I trust him. He's not going to run off with my money, right? So right. Exactly. Combine both of those two, and they're the best. How do we, I guess, find them, or how do we we get them on the call, or any tips there, Justin? Yeah, the biggest thing I would say is is show them results in advance. Okay, so you know, brag about your clients. Like if you're a coach out there, if you're a health and wellness provider, uh, brag about the transformations. You know, like I know you do this really well, John, on your page. Like you're always promoting how how well someone's doing when your students is doing, or like in your fitness stuff, you're always showing before and after pictures. And there's a reason for that, and the reason for that is to show people, hey, I have something that can help you. Okay, sweet. So we share, um, we share the results that our current students are getting. That's the best thing there. Yeah. Uh, And then from there, then it's really about initiating conversations with these folks and walking them 
through a path that uh, ends with them seeing you as someone who is willing to chat with them and find out if it's worth it to talk to, uh, to talk further. Right. And I make it sound easier than it is. I just, because we don't have all day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's even go. If we can even just simplify from kind of like, all right, we're doing some of these posts. Um, How do we get that person on the call? Is it, do they come to us? Do we DM them? Do we do like a, comment below any, any all of the above and any sort all of the above there. really yeah any way you can think of here's the thing when it comes to booking a call like anything you can think of to try i would say if you if you haven't done this before anything you can think of to try just try it yeah. you know i put a post out there that says hey i help so-and-so you know let's say you're a fitness person i help so-and-so lose 20 pounds do you want to lose 20 pounds put your put an emoji below something that's that simple but that's not the real problem right the tactics aren't really the problem for a lot of people a lot of people, the problem is their own mind and thinking mm-hmm. it has to be some kind of way in order to be acceptable or useful or uh, even uh, valuable to do, right? Because we think like, well, what if nobody responds to it? Or we think like, well, what if one of my friends who's on my, that I've known from high school and like, doesn't really believe I can do this online business thing, you know, what if they see it and they don't, they don't like it? That's what stops people. You know, because if you get out there and you ask enough people to get on a call with you, like two out of a hundred will get on a call with you. Yeah, love that. I think there's a couple good good points there. So I was on a coaching call last week or, or a week or two ago, and a suggestion I gave was to was to do like a comment below thread. You know, I was like, hey, yeah. any any post you do, always have some sort of CTA. Some on sort there. of call that. Yeah, you know, even if it's agree or disagree, you know, comment below if 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 you want this free thing, you know, whatever, you know, have have something yeah. there. And the person on the call is a group call. And she was like, yeah, Jono, but you know, I, I see some pe- I see a lot of people do that. And then no one leaves a comment. And then I think that person's pathetic, you know, for, for doing that. And I'm like, hold on. You're now judging that person as a person based on how much comments they get on their social media. Come right. on. Out of all the ways to, to ju- kids are getting depressed. These, oh, I got to put a photo and no one got any likes. That's a bad way to look at life, you know? scrap that you know before you because if that's your mindset and you judge other people because they don't get any likes or of course you're not going to post anything and then you're you're terrified exactly you're not going to post anything because you think oh if i don't no one likes and comments i'm a loser and i don't have value (laughs) and there's going to be a constant circle you know so i think you hit it on the head you know who cares you can delete the post anyway you know, you do it and yeah. no one likes the comments, delete it the next day. Who cares? You know? Yeah, who cares? Just some stuff I've deleted. I posted stuff and I'm like, oh, this is going to kill. Yeah. I check in two hours <laughs> and I'm like, shit, <laughs> delete. <laughs> I would be clinically depressed. The amount of times that I posted something and, and if I based my value on how many people liked and comment, I would be clinically depressed if every time I posted. <laughs> so I think that's key. And I think the, the, um, you hit the nail on the head where any way you can, you know, and there's obviously strategies and tactics and, and, and whatnot that work, but that's not, that's, that's a whole nother conversation. Right. Right. But, exactly. but I, I think a way to look at it is all right. How can I just, you know, get on it, uh, at least DM the person, send a few DMS. Okay. Hey, you know, can I give you some tips or, or whatever it may be? Right yeah. now we're on the call with that person. Any, and I want to get specifically to objection handling later, but let's just, obviously with objection handling, it doesn't, you can't just objection handle. It's kind of like, right. it depends on, you know, everything right. you've done before then, right? So totally. what tips can you give us, I guess, before we get to objection handling, Justin? Yeah. Okay. So the number one problem I see people making on sales calls 
is totally well-intentioned. Okay. Because, you know, if you've never been in sales before, it's natural to think that you've got to give this person all the information. Mm. Right. And so I call it diarrhea of the mouth is the problem. Um, And we do that well-intentioned because we want the person to know what we know because we're right in believing if they know what I know, they'll easily sign up for this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But getting them to know what you know is a lot more difficult than just spewing everything that you know. Mm. So my, my advice here is ask a bunch of questions. Yeah. Right. Um, try to make it a game where you don't say anything. Mm. You just ask questions. The longer you can survive in that game, the more likely you are to close that sale, even if it feels ridiculous. Mm. Love that. Yes. So the, my, my take on that, the way I see that, let me think of how to explain it. Um, okay. I'm going to use fitness as an example because it's such an easy one to use That's in perfect. this situation. You know, there's so many advantages to being fit, right? It's kind of like, you know, do you, do you want to do it because you want to look better? Do you want to do it because you want to feel better? Do you want to do it because you want to build muscle? Because you want to lose weight? Because you want to be more toned? Because you want to put on weight? Because you want to sleep better? You want to, you know, have sex better? You know, like it's just, it's no, 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 you no, no, run no. a marathon. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, it's the perfect thing, you know? It's, <laughs> it's like, perfect. It's an easy thing to sell because it's kind of yes. like everyone, there's no doubt, there's no one that'll doubt you. It's like, oh, you're right, doing, right. What are you doing fitness? Everybody agrees like, being fitter is better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like, it's also acceptable to give money to. You know, it's kind of like, no right. one's going to get you, you know? You're paying to be healthier. What the hell is wrong with you? you know? Nobody so says it's, that. It's an easy sell, you know? But anyway, it's getting <laughs> yeah. a bit off, off topic here. It's kind of like there's so many different benefits there. And usually even in a fitness program, let's say you're running a, a group boot camp, right? You've got obviously the exercise to so go there and you exercise. You've obviously got the social aspect. You know, you're around other people there. You've obviously got a coach there to keep you accountable. You know, if you don't come to the sessions, you know, you get charged anyway, or the coach will text you or whatever it is. Um, you've got a coach there to make sure you're doing the exercises correctly. You've got a coach. So you've, there's less chance of injury. You know, you've got a coach there to make sure that you're you're pushing yourself to your level so that you can get the most out of it. You're probably also getting um, some nutrition advice as well. You're probably also getting some healthy recipes. You're probably also getting some homework, like so many things that goes there's in a fitness. Lot there. Yeah. But if I was trying to sell that to someone, if that would be the verbal diarrhea, right? If <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, it. Justin, you want to get fit? All these things here. Uh, yeah, let things. me think about it. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of like the, the 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 restaurants. I hate restaurants with these big ass menus because mm-hmm. I can't decide what I want. It's and too it much takes, stuff. Yeah, and the wait the waiter or waitress comes over. Oh, what would you like? Give me another ten minutes. Give me another ten minutes. I spent half an hour ordering. You know, <laughs> if your sales process is like that, no wonder people have got to think about it and and all that, right? Yeah, and exactly. The easier way, and also here's the other thing as well. It can turn people off. Let's say, let's say that fitness program, Justin. Let's say you signed up just because you um, you wanted a coach to keep you accountable, right? And I yep. tried to sell you, hey, you also get this nutrition stuff, and there's all this social aspect to it as well, and you also get these recipes. You're going to be thinking, man, this is all this crap that I don't need. I don't want to pay more for this crap that I don't need. You know, that's, that's the exact thought process. Exactly. Yep. Whereas yeah. if I it's not necessary. You go. Oh, uh, no, I was going to say, you know, I used to sell TVs in a commission environment, right? 
And so these guys were pros. I mean, a lot of them have been doing it for years, mm. but then you would also get the people that kind of come through and are not so great. So anyways, I had this guy, he's talking to a couple about a TV. They've landed on a TV. It's, it's one of the most expensive TVs in the store. So this dude's going to make, he's going to make a good commission on it. Right. And so they're talking about the TV and they're setting up the delivery details and he's right there. Right. And he's standing there just being quiet while they discuss what day they want it delivered and how they're going to fit it in their schedules and who's going to take Bobby to, to, to soccer and who's going to pick up a little girl from school and all that. Right. And he's standing there and I can see him rocking. And I lean over to my, to my friend who was working with me at the time. And I was like, he's about to lose this sale watch because I could see how impatient he was getting with not talking. Mm. And he goes, so then finally he, you know, he pops his top and he goes, Hey, you know, the, the, this TV also, just so you guys know, the TV also has 3d. And then when the wife looks at her husband and goes, Oh, 3d. Oh no. When I, when I did that at the, at the movie theater, I got sick. And the guy goes, well, you don't, you don't turn it on all the time. You just have to, you know, wear these like glasses. And then that's why you see the 3d. And then the husband was like, you have to wear glasses to watch TV. And the guy's like, no, no, it's an optional feature. <laughs> right. And then they're like, digging that hole, right? Just digging that hole. Exactly. Right. And then right there, that same thing occurred to them. Oh my God, we'll never use that. Why would we get this TV? We'd never use that. So then they were like, show us the non 3d TVs. Dude, every TV we have was 3d. It's like a standard feature. Yeah. So like the only, the TV they ended up buying was a worse TV for them for what they wanted because they, they misunderstood. That just happens all the time. He opened his mouth and talked about something they didn't even ask about. Yeah. Now I just want to take a minute and let everyone know if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling. uh, Or if you're still in the process of putting your course together at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. Right. The TV they ended up buying was, was picture quality horrible and, and they probably had to replace it in a year or two, whereas the other one would have lasted them five to 10 years. Mm. And so not only did he get a lower commission, that's not really what it's about. It's about the fact that the people he was talking to had a misunderstanding and felt like they were paying more for something that they really weren't. And then they wouldn't listen to him to, to try to explain it. They're yeah. to try to justify because he has a vested interest in them sticking with the higher price TV. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing is, is ask questions, right? If you would mm. just said, how do you guys feel about 3D? They're like, oh, no, we hate it. Like, okay, cool. Mm, yeah, 100%. And it's kind of like, um, let me think out of, yeah, cool, cool. So the question's there. Yeah, and it's like the sales pitch is tailored to what they've told. Like if we go back to fitness again as an example, you know, you ask the questions. We know all these benefits from fitness, Okay, only mention the ones that they said they were interested in. You know, you mentioned all these yes. features here, only mentions the ones that they said they were interested in. And then you, they get yes. the others anyway, but it's kind of like a bonus, you know? Exactly. exactly. They'll, they'll be like, oh, maybe they'd open it up and be like, man, uh, I have a, a meal plan here. I have yep. a, uh, you know, a, a coach is going to text me. They didn't even expect that. Like, I just didn't yep. think I was going to go to class and I had to get charged for it. And the coach texted me. That's amazing. That feels extra value as opposed to something they're paying for mm. because they didn't think that they were getting it. Um, yeah. And because our minds are too, we're too center focused on what we want to really consider those things anyways. It's mm. really just aligning with how the person wants to be sold to. That's, and it's kind of like, it's because I think there's, there's two ways to look at it. It's like, 
it, it's it's easier to sell someone something they want. You know, like just it comes in, yes. like, you know, I want this thing here. Okay. I'm going to sell you that thing that you want, providing my <laughs> habit, obviously. You know, like right. <laughs> it's harder for me to convince you to to do the other things. You know, oh, don't worry yes. about weight loss, Justin. You know, worry about your energy and your muscle and all that. <laughs> you want to lose weight? Yes, do this, you'll lose weight. And hey, by the way, you'll also get muscle and energy and, and that stuff as well. Yes, it's like I mean, it, it's the same thing in our program, right? Like we do a lot of mindset work inside the HPL accelerator, but we don't mention that to people on the phone unless they tell yeah. me that's their issue. Yeah. Right. And that's also because, you know, if you're a business owner, you don't really want to admit sometimes that you have mindset issues. But then once you're in there trying to do the work, you need that mindset support. Mm. Right. Because it, you're tackling something you haven't tackled before. And so you, you need that. You only didn't think you need it because you weren't trying to tackle that big of a problem yet. Mm. Um, but if I tried to explain that to them, dude, they're not going to believe me. They're not yeah. having the experience. Exactly. Another mindset program. You're like, exactly. If I want to get better at sales, I'll do your program, you know? Oh, John, my program is that mindset. Now nah, sign up for someone that does sales, you know? Yeah, I'll go get some sales training. <laughs> but, That's structured exactly the same. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. So let's get to the objections, Justin. Let's maybe do a role play. I think he's the best here. Let's maybe set the scenario. So let's say, let's say it's your business, right? Let's say you're yeah. making a sale for your business. Um, do you want to paint a bit of a picture? Let's say I'm the the ideal client. And maybe give me a bit of a scenario. Here's what I want. Here's what I've told you. And then I'll, I'll rattle off some objections and, and you can run through how you'd handle them. Cool. Sounds good to me. So, so give me a bit of background. Who, who am I? Yeah. Let's say, I mean, let's say you're, you're a trainer, right? Let's okay. say you're a trainer yep. and you've told me that you want to stop charging by the hour and start charging for more value with like a high ticket offer. Yep. Um, and that the biggest thing stopping you from doing that is having consistent leads coming in that are really looking for that. Gotcha. Um, and so I've offered you our program, which can only help you get build, build and um, validate that high ticket offer. We'll also help you get leads that are qualified and that are ready to pay uh, for what you have, right? Awesome. And you know what we've talked about, you know, with, with very low conversions could have you making twenty five to thirty k in the next uh, thirty days. Okay. All right, cool. This That's is going to be hard to object. This is going to be hard to object to that, but let's see. <laughs> I do my homework all up front, like you were saying earlier. <laughs> um, okay. Any any other info I need for this role play, or we'll just get into it and see how we go? Uh, no, I think we'll just get into it and see how we go. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, that looks all, all right, Justin. Uh, how much is it? Yeah. So there's actually two ways to pay. So you can pay in full and give you a little bit of a discount, uh, or you can pay over time. Uh, and if you pay over time, it's a little bit more, but it's less of an outlay in cash right now. So if you pay in full, uh, it's 15K. And then if you pay over time, it's 5K to get started. And then 2,500 a month for the next five months. It's a six-month program. Okay. So six. So uh, da, da, so 15K up front is the, the up front? Is the up front, yep. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it looks good, Justin, but 15K... I don't know if I have that money, man. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. 
Okay. Dude, I, I hear you. And I mean, not everybody has that money, right? Uh, so let me ask you a question though. I mean, do you believe, John, that what you're doing, if you were to package up what you're doing hourly right now, then you, and kind of max out on time for it and you package it up and put it into the offer we kind of talked about that you were saying that you want to get off the ground. Do you think that's really valuable for people and is really helping people? 100%. Okay. And do you think that you're capable, like with our help of getting leads that are interested in it? Yeah, I think so. Your, your process sounded tight. Okay. Now that tells me that the money is like the easiest thing to handle. And it's probably awkward for both of us. Um, but I can help you go through some options here that we have to help handle the issue. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, cool. So I might ask you some personal questions. And if there's anything you don't want to answer, just tell me that. And then I'll try to find a different way to help. Is that cool? Yeah, sounds great. Cool. Okay, so when you say you don't know if you have the 15K, is that a matter of, hey, I don't have it in my bank at all? Or is it a matter of, I have it, but it's just allocated for other stuff? Yeah, I've got it in my savings. But I don't know if I want to you know, spend 15K on my savings. Bit of a risk, right? Well, it depends on how you're looking at it. So when you say spend, if we use the word spend, in our mind, that links it up to like a trip to the mall. So, so John, would I suggest you take a trip to the mall with your savings and go buy like a PlayStation 5 and some Louboutins? And, no, no, I wouldn't recommend you spend your savings on anything unless it's an emergency, right? Now, my question for you is what are you investing your savings in? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've just got them sitting there. Okay. Well, you told me a second ago that you believe what you do really helps people and people need it, right? You also told me that with your help or with our help, you think you could get enough leads if people that would be interested in it to make it worth your while. And like we did some very basic math. And what was the number on that? Like 25,000 you could make in the next 30 days mm-hmm. well, to require some hustle from me there, you know, but beyond that, like I would, I would imagine taking 15,000 and turning it into 25 or 30. I would imagine that's a good investment. And what do you mean? What do you think? No, I, yeah, I think you're right there. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I tell you what, man, how do you want to pay for it? Okay, let's do it. Cool. Let's go. All right. <laughs> No, so there's a couple of things. Uh, do you want to give some some insight? Because that was just so smooth. Now, there may be people listening to this, watching this, that are like, "Man, I could never do that." You know, like, <laughs> have you got a system you go through? Is it just yeah, practice? Yeah, yeah. Is it what can you tell us there? Yeah. So the first thing is it's 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 really practice. Okay, I've said those lines like it's some variation of them many many times. I couldn't even count. Okay, so practice is is key. Um, and don't do it live if you can't help it. Practice with yeah. somebody who knows your situation, right? So anyways, there's a process though, okay? So the process is involved in asking questions to get clarity, okay? So now a lot of people go into objections with the wrong mindset, the mindset of I have to overcome this. No, mm-hmm. you don't. You're not the hero, yeah. okay? You can't take responsibility. You start, it's like you said earlier, you start taking on responsibility, for someone else's deal and, and their business and stuff, which coaches do all the time, yeah. right? Then when they say no, or they ghost you, it hurts way hard, way more than it has to. Okay. And that's why people say I can never do that because they don't know what's on the other side of it. So anyways, I said the same thing when I first heard the strategy, but here's how it goes. Okay. The first thing you need to do 
is disarm them in some way. Okay, so I call it a ledge, right? And with, what the ledge is, is it's like the first way that you respond to somebody when they give you an objection. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the best thing you can do is just call out what's, what's going on, right? I mean, at the end of the day, when it comes to the money objection, uh, we'll get into that actually here in a second about permission. But at the end of the day, the biggest thing you want to do is let that person know, hey, um, you're not going to scare me off with this. We're still going to talk about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so from there, then it's about asking their permission to ask some questions around it. Right. So mm. the, my ledge was asking you if you believe in what you do. Mm. Wait, let's right? go back. So what was the first thing you said when I said that, when I said the cash? Yeah. I said, Hey, so let me ask you a question. Do you believe that what you have has value? Gotcha. Even before that, though, you sort of agreed with me, right? You were sort of like, um, yep, got it. Not everyone's got the money at the moment. You said something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. yeah. I just totally forgot Cause, about cause that. Because that, that was yeah. good as well. I feel like if you went straight into, you know, let me ask you a question. Do you believe it? I might get a bit defensive, but I felt like, yeah, you, right. you know, you, you sort of softened you it. You sort of it softened sounds, it. Yeah. yeah you want yeah. to acknowledge them, right? Because it's he's he's right. You have to realize there's a hard, hard line to run. Cause the more of these that you do and the better you get at it, you realize how often that's really bullshit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you have to remember it's real to them. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the best, somebody told me just, dude, you just have to, like, I went through NLP training, right. And I'm sure you've been through that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of coaches have. And what they tell you is to respect that other person's model of the world. Yeah. So when it goes into injections, that's the first thing I try to communicate to them is I respect your model of the world. I know you think that's real. Yeah, because even if, even if we use my example, I told you I didn't have fifteen thousand, but when you digged in, I've got fifteen thousand. It's just in my savings account. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and now there's people out there watching this, y'all. There's people if you've never experienced this before, you're watching this going, "These guys are crazy." A person would never say that. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you, that's wrong. The only reason Jono knows that is because he's been in that exact situation mm -hmm. before. Yep. And the only reason I didn't flinch is because I've been in that exact situation before. Yep. It'll blow your minds how unavailable money seems to somebody until you start getting clarity with them. Mm. Right. Someone will tell me, you know, yeah, I don't have any money. Got zero in my savings, got zero in my checking. I'll be like, okay, do you have any available credit? And they'll have $120,000 available on credit cards. Mm. And I'll go, okay, what's wrong with that? Well, that, those are credit cards. I can't pay that off in a month. That dude, you guys, that person really believes that. And, yep. and on a you know, side note, good for them, right? Yep. But they really believe that that's how they've been able to maintain that. That's their reality. Mm. So that's just the biggest thing you guys is realize this is someone's reality. They're not trying to lie to you, mm. to push you away. They're on a call with you, Yep. right? Yep. They want you to help them. They said yes to the permission when you asked to help them. Yeah. So I want to just point that out because people will see this and go, I've had students tell me that's crazy. People would never say that. And I'll say, you're crazy for thinking that when you've never been in that situation before. Yeah, yeah, never yeah. Never even tried the technique. Yeah, And yeah, you're telling me what people are going to say in yeah. the technique. I get why, but yeah. but sorry, you're the crazy one. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So we, we, we agree, and then we ask that question. Yeah, because at the end of the day, what you need to find out is, is it really a money issue? Yeah. Or is it a belief in themselves or in the program? or in your, you or the company, yeah. right? If someone else is selling it for you, it's the company. If you're selling it yourself, your own service, it's, it's you, right? Uh, and that can be the case and it'll come out. So yeah. you ask somebody, hey, do you believe in what you're doing? Essentially, you can phrase it however you want. 
Yeah. I think I, I went somewhere around your like high ticket offer thing. Right. Yeah. But phrase it however you want. That makes sense. But basically, do you believe that you're capable or do you believe that what you have has value? And you'll be so surprised how many people will tell you, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't believe what mine has value. Yeah. Or right? it's like, or the other way, because it's like, they might tell you that or they might not believe your system. Right. I don't think yes. that can help. And, and money is almost a nice way of saying it because it's kind of like, if you say the money, you're almost like removing the responsibility from yourself as the prospect, you know, Oh, I don't have the money, nothing I can do, you know, and Sorry. a lot of, exactly. And a lot of people, a lot of salespeople won't further that. Oh, doesn't have the money. What can they do? All right. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And then it, it, avo- it, it um, gets that person out of the confronting situation. Right. Yes. But if you totally. can kind of dig a bit deeper and then you find out, okay, maybe it's, they, they don't have the confidence in themselves. Well, we got to handle that. doesn't matter what the hell you say about the money. You know, if they don't believe they can do it, or if they don't believe your system, we got to handle that, you know? Yes, yes. You can't change someone's belief in themselves. Well, you might be able to, but you can't do it by talking about money. Yeah. Right? Uh, and so that's the biggest key is trying to, that's why you ask, hey, is it is it uh, okay? Or rather, that's why you ask, hey, do you think that you could accomplish these things we talked about with our help? Mm. Because that's the second step. Do you believe in yourself? Yep. Then the second step is, okay, do you believe in the system I described to you? Mm. right and then right there you'll be surprised how many people tell you no i don't and then you know for next for your next sales call like okay i missed something yeah and you try to make it clearer next time and that's how you yeah. get better right yeah because you realize that part of it, of it is in your control and so you can always refine and get better but anyway I'm, i'll go off on a tangent on that forever <laughs> now uh, let's, let's let's spend a minute there because i think that's a good one because it's kind of yeah. like if you get that objection and the person you know either doesn't believe in themselves or, or you it, it's like the feedback loop it's kind of like, okay, yeah. I missed that sale. I'll still try and handle the objection, but it's going to be hard. I probably missed that sale, but yeah. great. Let me, let me, what, what did I do wrong? Did I not find out what that, was it my questioning that wasn't good enough? You know, did I not ask the right questions, not get the right answers, you know, or did I, did I miss something when explaining? I asked the right questions, but I missed something in X. And, and probably same with you, Justin, the amount of times I've, I've done a sales call and I get to the objection and they give me the objection and I'm just like, fuck, I could have answered. I knew I should have asked that one earlier, you know, or I knew I should have mentioned that earlier. It's that TV example, it, that TV example. I've been in yeah. that so many times earlier in my career where I say it and I'm like, why didn't I just ask that question <laughs> earlier on? You know, but once <laughs> yeah. you make that mistake, I'm sure with your, that TV salesperson, he's never making that mistake again. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good way. Even if you stuff up the sale, as long as you learn from it, it's okay. Exactly. And you really need to take that approach. A lot of people put so much pressure on themselves to sell. And you have to understand that um, this is something people do for a living that, uh, that ordinary people just start trying to, to do. Yeah. It'd be like you, like not being able to do surgery on somebody and then being upset at yourself for not being able to do surgery. Mm. Like you're not a doctor, right? Yeah. So first give yourself that grace. And then that allows you then to, yes, use every single time you fail as, an, as a learning example. Um, because that's how you get really, really good, really fast. Awesome. Awesome. All right, cool. So we asked that question to disarm them. We then find out, make sure they're confident in themselves, make sure yep. they're confident, um, in our process. In us. Yeah. And then do you just ask again? That's you pretty much say it looks like it's just money. Then you, you sort of went a bit deeper. Is it, you don't yeah. have, yeah. Yeah. So right there is a crucial point in the process where you want to get their permission. Because what you're about to talk about, I like to mention oh, how yeah, awkward it is. Right. It's awkward to me to this day, just so you know. Don't ever expect it not to be awkward. It's money, yeah. right? 
so yeah. I just call it out, man. I'm just like, Hey, it's awkward for both of us. Um, but my goal only is to help you. So I'll endure the awkwardness for you. Lucky you. Right. Yeah. Uh, I make that, those kinds of jokes to lighten the mood and kind of get them laughing and let them know that again, I'm only here to walk them through it. I'm not going to be a high pressure guy. I'm not going to make them feel bad. I'm not going to judge them. I want to tell you something too. Judging is both a good and bad. So if someone tells you, well, I have $10,000 in the account. You go, well, you're doing really good, dude. Don't say shit like that. Mm. That's judgment. Right. So anyways, um, keep your judgment to yourself about their financial situation. Yep. So, but you have to ask their permission. That's the very next thing I did. So I said, Hey, money's no problem. That's like the easiest thing to solve for any of my clients. I've never had a client stop by money. Mm. Best thing is because they would have been, they were my client. Yeah. So, uh, I've never had a client stop by money. Now I could probably help you with this with some options and stuff, but it's might get really awkward. So I need your permission. Is that okay for me to help you with this and help you figure this out? So good. A question. How did you get so smooth? What do you mean? It's just like, there's no ums. There's no ahs. There's no, oh. it's just, it's just is, is, that, is that, is that word for word? Perfect. No. You've got it. It's just, you know, the rough words. I know the speak. essence of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And so then I just, I just say whatever I think makes it. And I really believe it. That's yeah, the whole yeah. thing. You can't go in. I really believe that I'm asking their permission. Yeah. And the reason I really believe that is because like, John, if you had said to me, no, I would have been fucked on the role play. You'd yeah. have been like, no, I'd have been like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I would waste, normally if someone says no, then I'll say, okay. And they will say no, but I'll say, yeah. Hey, uh, what would you do if you were me? And the people will tell you, uh, you know what? Keep pushing. Let's talk about it. Yeah. That's okay. happened a few times. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. people go, Hey, you know what, man, I just really got to figure this out. I don't need, I don't need any help and, you know, follow up with me in a month. Yeah. Right. And for me, that tells me, do you blew it somehow? Or this guy just wasn't the right thing. Yeah. He, he didn't think it was gonna be right. And that's fine. We learn from it and move on. Yeah. But the, the key is to be smooth is to know the essence of what you're trying to ask and then really authentically ask it with curiosity. Mm. I'm not hoping for them to say yes there. Yeah. For me, I don't care that it's just going to be, the call's going to go this way where I ask them the next thing, what's going to go this way where I ask them the next thing. I don't care what they say. Mm. And I guess that allows it to be smooth because I'm not nervous. Yeah. What do I have to be nervous about if I don't care? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. And then we asked the, so we asked the permission. Let's we ask just permission. They say yes, yes. permission. Yep. And then we, then we ask, okay, first thing with money is again, you got to figure out if it's, is it available and they just don't see it as available yeah. or is it the fact this person's dead broke, right? Yeah. Again, no judgments. Okay. And you can tell them that, Hey, if they, if they look uncomfortable, say, I'm not going to judge you. I promise. I, the, my only interest is in helping you figure this out and see if there's a way mm. that's it. And they go, and they always line up. Okay, cool. So how, so the first question is, um, how much, you know, do, or do you have it available or no? Right. Yeah. No matter what they really say to that, the next question would be, okay, how much do you have? How much we're going to find out how, exactly how much money this person has. Okay. And you have to remember they gave you their permission. Yep. And you're not finding out for your own personal reasons. Yep. Right. You're kind of like a tool for them to use to see how they can fix their situation. Exactly. Right. So, hey, how much money do you have available in your checking account right now? Mm. And they'll tell you, I have $200. Okay, cool. And you have to just be just calm and it takes practice, but two, okay, cool. 200 bucks. What do you have in your savings account? Oh, uh, I don't have a savings account. Okay. Or if they say, oh, I have $1,000. Okay. And you say, do you have credit cards? Yes. How much available credit do you have on your credit cards? I have this, this, this. If they have to go look, let them go look. Sit quietly. 
right? The key here is to ask the questions and get answers. If you don't get answers, you subconsciously communicate to them that you don't really care and that you're just trying to figure out this money for yourself. So you think you're letting them off and being the nice guy, but you're not. Get answers to the questions, right? So, okay, cool. So once you have how much money they have, right? Then you start, then you start figuring, like, I can't tell you where to go from there. I have to, you have to problem solve with them. Yeah, exactly. Right. Your situation, we role played it out. I'm like, okay, so what do you do with that money? You're like, it's just sitting there. Mm. The way you said that told me you already feel a little guilty that it should be being invested. So I just picked up on that and said, Hey, why are you not investing that money? And you're like, shit, I have no good answer for this. Mm. Right. And it's because you'll be able to replenish it in 30 days. The reason you don't have a good answer for it is you'll be able to replenish it in 30 days and you'll be safe with that money. And you'll have way more and way more skills. People just aren't looking at it that way. So Another really good question you can ask in at this stage, and you'll have to decide where, right? Because it's about problem solving. Mm-hmm. But the question that you can ask is, uh, hey, it seems like right now you're really focused on what would happen if this goes wrong. And look, I got to tell you, I admire that because a lot of people just think about the possibilities are endless and everything about the work involved, what all it takes. Uh, so I admire that. It's really good. But as a business owner and being a solopreneur, being the, the head guy, you got to look at both sides of the coin, right? Well, the other side of the coin is what if this does work? Mm. Now, I'm curious for you, have you really taken the time to imagine what would happen as much as you've imagined what would happen if it doesn't work? What would happen if it does? And they'll be like, they'll at least say, yeah, you know, you're right. Let's do it. Or they'll be like, oh, I haven't. And you're like, well, let's take a minute. What would it be like? And they start telling you and they start selling themselves on it. And then all of a sudden the money magically appears on a credit card. They, they just forgot about it in their back pocket that they were saving for next year's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> love it. It's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's like, I've even had it before where people have just said straight up, I don't have the money. Right. And then ask a few questions. Then it just magically appears. I don't know where they got it from, you know, <laughs> it magically appears, you know, and, and, but you're right where you've got to dance around it. Because you can't just say bullshit. You've got the money, you know. Check your. <laughs> it, it's not gonna. It's not gonna end well. But I like. So there's a couple of things with it. I like how you mentioned problem solving because that's essentially what it is. You can't. There's no script for this. That's right. like okay. He's exact. There's the, the beginning part. There's a script and the objection handling. There's maybe a a strategy like Justin's yeah. a strategy to get the point there. But then you got to use some of your own genius, right? And that's where right. it's like, and, and also a bit of empathy. I think like, okay, if I was in that situation, person's situation, what would I do? Okay. What could I do here? What could I do there? What could I do there? And the more creative you can get there, the better it, it's, it, and it's value. It's solving that person. It's incredibly problem. valuable. Yes. You're, yes. You're almost like a financial advisor in a way. Right. It's right. almost like, and, and what, what it even is, it's like, okay, and I quite like that side of things. I quite like budgeting and that side of things there. And it's kind of like, especially if the person's a business owner, where you can be like, all right, cool. So, you know, how much are you bringing in? Oh, I'm bringing in, you know, $5,000 a month as an example. Okay, cool. You know, and what's rent? Oh, rent's $1,000 a month. Okay, cool. You know, where, where's that other 4000 going? And then they, it's even a good exercise for them. Oh, shit. I'm yeah, spending this, am- I'm spending this amount on Uber Eats. I'm spending this amount on social stuff. And you know what? I could pretty easily find an extra 500 to 1000 bucks there, you know? And then I can, then you can work with, and then there might be strategies there, you know, 
All right, right. cool. You've got a, you know a thousand bucks saved up. You know, can make a thousand a week. Hey, give us X amount deposit, and and I'm sure there's there's and that's where there's a bit of. Do you do that sort of stuff as well? Are you totally? We'll figure it yeah. out, right? Like if you if you would have said, hey, you know, I only have twenty five hundred right now. You know, and I, I really want to get started, but I only have twenty five hundred. Shit, I might have just been like, okay, well, what if we extended the course a month and got you started now for the twenty five hundred, and just yeah. added another month on the end, so it's a seven month thing instead of a six month thing. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, dude, because with the thing is with coaching, you know, we can structure the deal however we want as long as yep. it makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, and especially when you're your own business owner, you decide. So you mm. decide if if that's worth it for this person, right? Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, it totally is. If they're saying I can't get started for five k right now, but I can get started for this much, um, great. I want to get that person started because they're going to get insane results. Awesome. All right, you want to do one one more role play? Hey, let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, okay. So it's 15K up front, Justin? Yeah, 15K up front. Yeah. We also have the pay over time option too, which is 5K up front and then 2,500 a month for the next five months. Okay. Look, I, I like money. So I'll, 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 I'll go with the one that, that um, you know, that, that uh, cost the less. So I'll go for the, the 15K. Uh, I just got to check with my partner though. You know, like I, I'm interested, but you know, she's the boss, she's in charge of the finances. So, you know, I just got to check with her before I, um, uh, actually, wait, no, let, let me change that. I was too positive there. Sorry. So, okay. So 15 K Justin. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Hey, um, I just got to check with my partner and I'll get back to you. Okay. Um, that's probably higher than what you were expecting. Wasn't it? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. Uh, let me ask you a question for everything that we went over and like, you were looking at making an extra 25 to 30 K a month uh, based on the strategy we talked about and like, honestly, really low end numbers. You know, Mike, I'm curious, man, what were you expecting to pay? Uh, I'm not too sure, but I just want to check with my wife, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, so let me ask you this. And I'm not trying to, to cause any, anything to make you sleep on the couch or anything like that. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing I want. But I'm curious, like, do you believe that what you have here really helps people? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. And do you really believe that you could get to the, that 25, 30 K a month uh, within the next like 30 to 60 days with our help? hundred percent. Okay. So let me ask you a question, man. Like, what would you do if your wife says, Hey, don't do this. <sighs> that is a good question. Look, I would, because it's her money as well, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we, we, we've got the joint bank account, um, you know, so pretty much my money is her money. So, you know, I'd, 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 I'd have to get her approval. Okay. So let me, let me ask you a question. Do you feel like that's the right thing to do? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm kind of confused. Okay. And, and I'm not trying to call you out, man. It might seem that way. But sometimes when stuff like this happens, we can kind of get in our own way. And it's like, a, it's a big thing I see. And so the only thing I want for you is to have all the information, although it might seem like I'm kind of calling you out here for a second. Okay. Is that okay. cool? Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. I just want to challenge you. So you have the ability to go from making about 5k a month where you're at right now to, I mean, shoot, let's even say 15k a month, way lower than the numbers we estimated based on what you were telling me, right? Way, even at 15k. So what you're saying is, hey, I'll let my wife make a decision 
that she really has no business making because she didn't get the same experience that you just have. She doesn't have all the same information that you do. You're going to hand her that decision, which could cost your family an extra $10,000 a month forever. Help me understand why you believe that to be the right thing to do. Mm. Okay. Not, so I wouldn't, um, I just need her. I think I can do it. I just need to check with her first. Right. But if you, you told me that if she says no, you're not going to do it. Hmm. That's a good point. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not, uh, sorry. I, I probably phrased that wrong. So I won't ask for her approval. I just want to tell her that I'm going to do it before I actually give you my credit card. Oh, okay. That's totally different. So what you're saying is, Hey, I'm going to do this. I just need to say to her, Hey, I'm doing this. So you see this big amount come out. You just need to do that before you do it. That's like a marital agreement. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yep. 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 Got it, dude. Okay. I totally misunderstood you. Okay. So let me ask you this. Is there any reason that you could see that you would end up not signing up? Mm, No. Cool. Okay. So how much time do you you need to talk to her? Uh, I'm going to speak to her tonight. Okay. Let's put a calendar event on the uh, calendar tomorrow. That way I don't forget about you because my day goes a million miles a minute. And you might be like, hey, Justin, call me. And I'm just busy. So let's put it on the calendar. And then I'll just call you then and we'll take care of the payment. That way she knows and you're safe. You're not sleeping on the couch and we're all good. How's that sound? Beautiful. Sounds good. Cool. Awesome. Okay. So many good bits there as well. Um, I'll share a couple of the big things that, that I found there. One thing that you do really well, Justin, I don't know if you've got any tips on this or if it's natural, you're able just to make it funny, which I think helps with the smooth side of things where it's instead of going like, um, you know, uh, Hey, are you a man? Are you in charge of your finances or your wife? It's kind of like, it's kind of like, Hey, I'm not going to do anything to make you sleep on the couch. That's not what I want to do. And you're able to, to make it funnier. Do you just have like lines of those that you can throw out or how did you learn it? Can you give us any tips there? You know, I've never thought about that. I don't consider myself to be a funny individual. Um, so what I really do dude, is I listen for those things with, from other people and I just yeah. grab them and hold on to them. Yeah. So that's probably something I heard like one of my funnier colleagues it. say yeah. sometime in my sales career that I was just like, yep, <laughs> just grabbed yeah. onto it and we, held on to it. The prospect and so I have certain things like that I repeat a lot. Well, even the prospect, right? If you want yeah. if you're in a prospect, then like, Justin, I can't do it. I'll be sleeping on the couch if I do it. Grab that, you know, and, grab that, yep, and hold on, you know, because you can empathize. And then that yeah. person, how did this guy know exactly what I was thinking? You know, Wills, because he's done it a hundred times before. Exactly. That leads to Lindsay credibility, helps them trust you more. Right. And, and I'll tell you this, you know, a lot of people are very afraid to get into these deeper conversations with prospects. And I understand yeah. that. Right. Yeah. It's very scary. But what you you've debts, it's only scary because you've never experienced the deeper kind of connection you can get with somebody by getting into the details and being willing to ask those questions. Yeah. And the permission is the big piece of that, right? A lot of people have experienced a salesperson who's just digging, 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 didn't have any permission. Yeah. And that sucks, right? That's an interrogation. Yeah. Um, but when you have permission, man, you can feel to ask anything that you want. You told them if you ask someone too deep that, that you that they could say, no, I don't want to answer that. And then you just move on. And the hard part about that is actually doing it when it comes up. You have to be inte- have to have integrity about it, right? Mm. Uh, but they'll respect you even more. Those people will love you. They may not buy today and they may not buy next month, um, but they're going to buy and because they love you because nobody else treats them that way. 
Yeah. And I've, I've seen a couple of things I've found with that. So I, I've had those situations before where I've been on the phone with a, with a salesperson, right? And the first time ever, I, I, this was years ago, right? First time ever I had to hang up, right? Wow. But, I hung, but I hung up as a prospect, right? Hung up on, yeah. the, on their face only because they made so much sense that I had no sort of answer, <laughs> you know? I'm just like, and I couldn't admit that I was just too scared, you know? So I was just like, I got nothing. <laughs> this person's making too much sense. You know, I can't admit to myself that I'm wrong. So I just hung up the phone, but I still remember that today. And that motivated me to sign up for a different program, which obviously you want them to sign up your program if possible. But really, if you're, if you're truly thinking of it in an altruistic way, you still gave that person the breakthrough. Okay, maybe you didn't make the money directly, whatever, but you still gave them a breakthrough. They get, you still help them. You know, that's going to come back in, in one way or another. So I think that's, that's important there. Yeah. Um, and then and I also think too, John, that's an important piece. You know, something that I work a lot on is making it safe for them to be wrong. Yeah. Right. I think that salesperson might've made yeah. it safe for you to, to own up to that. And maybe you were there ready still, no matter what, maybe you weren't, you, we never know. Mm. But that's something to really work for as, as a salesperson when you're selling is to create a safe space of no judgment, you yeah. know, me versus you. Yeah. Like I always tell people, I'm not against you. I'm, I'm right next to you solving the problem with you. I'm not on the other, the other side of the table is your problem, dude. I'm here as a consultant. Yeah. Right. I'm not involved. Right. If you're okay. So I'll tell a funny story if I can too, we're probably running out of time, but no, you could, um, so I, I used to work in corporate America. Okay. I hate working in corporate America because you sit around a, a boardroom around a bunch of people who are all politically involved in the decision rather than just trying to make the best decision for the company. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to make the best decision to save their own ass. Right. Yep. And I was stuck in this world for years before I got into coaching uh, full time. I remember texting a friend of mine or I was, so I was at this meeting uh, for a Salesforce implementation. Okay. And they're going around and the CEO starts really just like drilling the Salesforce consultant. Right. And the Salesforce consultant, the CEO is a great guy. I love this dude. But the Salesforce consultant goes, I don't know how you guys are going to fix that. And frankly, I don't care. That's <laughs> not part of my thing, right? I'm just here as a consultant. But so me and my friend started, so I texted my friend and told him about it. And we started using this thing like, I'm just a consultant mm. because that's how you got to approach a sale. I'm just a consultant, man. I don't care what you do. Mm. So that's how I'm able to be on the same side of the table as you. I have no vested interest in this. Yes, I get paid commission. That's just because that's how my boss chose to pay me. I'm going to give you the same experience no matter what. If this is my program, then who else do you expect to sell it but me, Mm. right? Of course, I have a vested interest in you signing up. But more than that, as a business owner, I have a vested interest in the long-term reputation of my company and me as a person. Mm. So I'm not going to pressure you to do something you shouldn't do. Yeah. Right? And you create that safe space with people, especially if you can tell if they're feeling uncomfortable, let them know what your intentions are. Uh, and I learned that from this book called Crucial Conversations. So if you, if you haven't read that book, I bet you have, Jono. No, I but haven't actually. You haven't? Oh, I yes. Haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You read it, dude. Yes. I always uh, ask. So yeah, it's called Crucial Conversations. I actually keep it right by my desk. I'm, I'm Googling Here. it. Let's have a look. That's the one, everybody. Red one. Oh, why isn't it coming up? Oh, here we go. Crucial Conversations. Joseph Genry, Kenny, Kenny Patterson. Yep. Over 5 million copies sold. Here we go. Dude. And 4 million when I had, when I got my copy. Yeah, there we go. So like this, this book, I mean, it, it, the specific technique is, is setting the stage for what you want out of the conversation and for what you want them to get out of the conversation, which is for me, it's like, I'm just here to help you solve this problem and you're in control of the permission. 
From that mm-hmm. point, you can ask any question that you think you need to know. Don't ask random questions, right? That you don't need to know. Only ask questions that you think you need to know to help them solve the problem. And you need to know how much money they have and how much credit they have available. You just need to know that. It's not, it's not because you want to know. And sure, it may be interesting to find out, but it's not because you want to know. It's because you, you need to know that to help them. And that's the frame of mind you have to go into it with. Awesome. Love it. And I'll share those. To, to... The other really good thing with, with Justin is like, there's no giving up there, right? See how right. like, I, and I was going to go a bit further, but then it would be kind of objection handling. I was going to be like, oh, let me think about it. But I'm like, ah, that's going to be a whole nother objection. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's a whole nother thing there, you know, but I think like you could see it wasn't, he, he like, there's no maybes there. It's a yes or a no. You know, it's right. kind of like Justin will keep going and he, and he won't let me off the hook. And I think that's a, another good one as well. I've had this conversation before where, where I've done sort of these role plays and, you know, the, the students have been like, but what would you say if they said that? And I'm like, I just keep going. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going until they tell me the real reason, until they tell me yes, or until they say no, because, and give me the real reason. No, because I don't trust I can do it. And I'm not willing to work on myself or whatever, you know, or, Hey, I don't trust that you can do it. And there's nothing you can say to me. That's going to make me okay. Cool. Yeah. But I, as long as, as long as they give me the right reason, you know, it's like, um, th- they give me the right reason. What am I even looking for? So they give me the right reason and they take responsibility for it. They, yes. they essentially say, I don't think I can do it. I don't yes. get it until they tell me that. And if they tell me that, okay, cool. You can't do cool. it. Yep. Totally cool. There's nothing you can say to overcome that. Yeah, exactly. And that's a natural end of the conversation, right? Because now we're on the same page. Nobody's bullshitting one another. We know exactly what the, I had. I had that the other day. Uh, one of my, I think she'll eventually be a client of mine, but I had a great time talking to her. Yep. Program really going to help her. She went away for a week to figure out where to get the money. When she came back, she hadn't found the money. And she, and I think she had the money personally, um, mm-hmm. but she said, I don't feel right investing in it. And I'm not 100% all in. Yep. And she's like, so if I'm not 100% all in, yeah. I know that I'm just going to waste my money. And I said, you know what? You're right. Okay. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. No problem. We talked a little bit more and I let her go. Yeah. Right. There's for me to continue there. That would kind of make me an asshole. Yeah. Right. Someone's telling me I'm not ready to fully commit to this. Yeah. And I'm going, you need to, well, that makes me an asshole. I'm sorry. Yeah. It just does. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, um, actually, because I want to be sensitive of your time here. So, and just quickly with the, with the partner one. It was what, what Justin did really good there was, wasn't letting me use that as an excuse. You know, it's kind of like, I get it, but Hey, do you think you can do it? Yep. I get, you got to check with your partner, but do you think you can do it? You know, like it wasn't, there's no brushing off. It's like, buddy, you make a call, you know, can you, if you can do it, think about it. Right. That's not fair to put his wife in that position. Like Mm. I'm thinking about his marriage, dude. So he, so here, let's think about this, right. He's going to go talk to, here's why this isn't real. Cause it, cause it doesn't make any sense. Right. Mm. I'm going to go talk. I'm going to talk to you by myself. I'm not going to involve my wife. Yeah. Right. I'm going to talk to you by myself. And then in order to decide, I'm going to go talk to someone who didn't talk to you. Yeah. Now, my wife is a conscientious type. Dude. She can have all kinds of questions. I don't have answers for. Yeah. Right. If I'm really going to go talk to her, you know, what she's going to say to me, why didn't you involve me in this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm already at the, I'm at the end. I'm at decision time. And now I'm bringing her in like, Hey honey, can I spend 15 grand? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, Jono, right? Yeah. So that's how you know it's bullshit. That makes no sense. You know what? I was on the call with this guy the other day. He said, hey, my wife is probably going to want to get involved in this. And this just moved way faster than I expected it to. So like, what should we do? And I said, well, dude, we got to schedule. We used to stop right now. Mm-hmm. Schedule a call with you and your wife. He goes, great idea. Okay. That is somebody who really needs their wife. Yeah, exactly. Right? 
Yeah. Because now he wants to get her involved in the com- in the conversation so she can ask her own questions and she can make an educated decision. Otherwise, you're telling me you're going to go ask someone who's, who has no idea about this mm. to make an educated decision. And I'll tell you that what the decision is going to be is going to be no, mm. because they're yeah. only going to be thinking about the money, right? Yeah. And at the same, then you're going to resent them, right? So they're going to say, no, you're going to listen. And then you're going to be thinking to yourself, this is like, this is my later on pitch when I'm yeah. really going, right? <laughs> if they haven't listened to me yet. Yeah. So you're going to be thinking to yourself, I could be making 25K a month right now if only my wife would have let me sign up for uh, Justin's program. Mm. And you see the, create, the, the resentment that's going to create in your marriage. Are you really willing to do that? Or can you just tell me no right now? Yeah. Right? And people don't, people don't say no because they want to do it. They just want another excuse not to do it because they're scared. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Right? And I think like... And am I right in saying, Justin, I look at objections in the big five. Do you do the same? And have you got, if you look at those five, you've got kind of like the, the automated answers in your, your brain. Okay. It's yeah. the, the ones I use money, time, partner, think about it, more info. Are they the, they the ones you run with or? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's pretty much yeah, only I, those five. I would probably, yeah, more info might split into a couple other ones like, like uh, don't believe I can do it. Don't believe they can do it. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, for, for everyone listening, I mean, the best thing I'd recommend is do, do Justin's program. As you can see, he's got every trick in the book. We just rattled off a few and you can see how like, I mean, obviously, say you've got a $5,000 program, like you use some of some of Justin's skills here, you're going to make that back super quick. Um, best place, Justin, to to get more info is is add you as a friend on Facebook. Yeah, add me as a friend on Facebook. We'll connect. Uh, you know, I can invite you to the to the Have a Base Lifestyle and Business Secrets group, which is a free Facebook group where Jesse Yule and I'll share a lot more different secrets and uh, not just stuff about business, also stuff about like you know living a healthy lifestyle and that kind of thing. So, uh, if you feel like you could contribute value to that group and that would be valuable for you, then yeah, we'll talk about it and I can send you a link. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, Justin, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Uh, is there anything I should have asked you but didn't or anything you want to finish us off with? Hmm. I don't think so. I think your questions are always good. I would just say to someone who's listening to this and wondering how you can get there, start with just coming up as, as a problem solver and deciding that you're going to make them in the call. Mm. If you have those two things in mind and questions, those three things in mind, then you'll close way more. I bet you'll double your conversion rate, whatever it's at right now. Love it. Awesome. All right, Justin, thanks for your time. Yeah, you're welcome, John. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Course Creator Community Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.